This is a News Laundry podcast and you're listening to NL Interviews. Hello and welcome to another episode of News Laundry Interviews. I'm Snigdha and joining us today is Hasina Karbi. We'd love it if you could briefly explain what you and Impulse NGO Network uh, do. Impulse NGO Network uh, started way back when I was in school in Shillong, uh, where I was very active as a young a person doing extracurricular activities under the leadership training services. Uh, today, the organization uh, work and cover eight states of the Northeast, North Bengal, Myanmar, Nepal, and Bangladesh, under the core principle of the work that we do, which is the impulse model. The impulse model brings together collective leadership engagement that no single organization can address unsafe migration, human trafficking, single-handedly. So the model is stands on 12 pillars, which is called the six P's and the six R's, which emerge to be uh, the, the, I mean, the method of how operational, how leadership style, how engaging we have to bring on the service provider so that we could work collectively. So that is where the journey originally started, because we believe that unless until uh, there is leaders that come together, that believe on a single vision, we cannot end slavery. So the Impulse NGO Network start with that foot. And today we are 27 years, way back in 2012, when we got the World Innovation Prize uh, from, the, uh, from the Global Development Network under the Japanese Most Innovative Development Project, uh, which recognized that the Impulse model is a tool that can be applied by many multiple countries across the globe. And, uh, in the last two years, we have been engaging uh, discussion with various country organizations like Myanmar, extended to Vietnam, uh, extended to Korea, to Japan, on how we can engage the Southeast Asia uh, to work collectively in applying the impulse model. I feel like you've rescued so many, like hundreds of women and uh, children. Is there any story or any person uh, you know, that has stayed with you in the sense that you can't forget it. Ella is one story that stayed with me, um, mm-hmm. that continued to give me that courage to do what I'm doing. Um, she is uh, a girl that today is in our management team, uh, work in the organization. Uh, she basically has lead uh, various repatriation processes in the course of time. Uh, she has um, been a young person that showed guts and determination because uh, it was in the initial years when our partner organization in Delhi Stop responded to us that uh, there's a young girl who had been rescued and uh, she wanted to be repatriated uh, mm-hmm. and uh, they have had challenges uh, of the state responding to the repatriation. Mm-hmm. So I had to go to Delhi to meet this young girl who after all the paperwork and the processes, uh, to pick her up. We didn't have much conversation then when we had to pick her up from the airport. Mm. But throughout the journey, uh, there was one thing that, you know, is very strong that stayed with me. And she said, if I had uh, a job in my own place, if I had a livelihood in my own place, I would have not been where I am, you know? So that was something that strike uh, so much that, uh, it was something that she was completely not going there because she wanted to. She didn't realize that being sent, you know, to work, 
she would be trapped into sexual exploitation. Hasina, Meghalaya has, uh, we all know, hundreds of coal mines that have often employed underage children uh, who work in inhuman conditions and you have rescued hundreds of them. Uh, first of all, tell us more about it. And secondly, you know, there are still thousands of migrant workers who are still working in these mines. How has this lockdown affected uh, them? And, you know, like recently I was reading mine owners in Meghalaya have threatened to defy the lockdown because the government is now importing coal and they say that while their, their mines are shut. So they're saying it's like a mockery of the economic crisis that they're already facing. Now, um, how, yeah, so first of all, how has this affected the migrant workers who are working in these coal mines in Meghalaya? And secondly, tell us more about uh, the underage children uh, who were employed, who are employed in these mines. With the help of university collaboration, uh, engaging uh, people from the legal fraternity, uh, engaging uh, research, uh, you know, experts uh, to help us draft uh, the, the method of the mapping that we had conducted in three consecutive uh, to understand the recruitment of children in the mines and whether these child labor are bonded or are they you know, being brought forcefully. Right. So the findings was very, very interesting because um, the mapping of 5,000 5, rat hole at that point. Uh, so when I use the word rat hole, I mean the pit hole, you know, that was uh, haphazardly, uh, you know, under, you know, what we call it, uh, the land that belonged to all the mine owners who are the rich and the powerful. Uh, there was no scientific uh, structure of the way mining was being conducted. And the second finding of is that there would be 10 to 15 children engaged in different rat holes. That was the finding in 2007, 2008, till 2009, uh, where they would have shipped of these kids going to work into the rat hole. So if you look at, you know, uh, 10 to 15 uh, multiplied by 5,000 rat hole that has been identified, uh, taking into account the uh, census, you know, of, you know, the population size and the migrant, uh, the number 70,000 came into, you know, uh, the, the, I mean, the, the number that came out was that more than 70,000 children were employed uh, into these rat hole mining. And uh, we started uh, taking up, uh, you know, processes and actions uh, where we reported, you know, these findings will be reported to the state authority, to the labor department. In the course of one and two years, I think we knocked the doors of all the government, <laughs> from the labor department to the different commission, but we didn't see any, you know, support that would actually help, uh, you know, in the closure of the mines. So in 2014, uh, we took up a drastic step. Hasina, I'm sure uh, you know you faced a lot of threats when those mines were shut. Uh, how did you deal with that? You know, uh, way back in the when I look back, 2008, 2009. You know, those were most of the critical period because one, uh, I mean, the organization was taking. Uh, you know, uh, to file a public interest litigation, preparing to file a public interest litigation, uh, exposing uh, the situation of the mines to the entire world, uh, how children are being exploited. Uh, also, you know, help, you know, helping children's right, uh, you know, to be achieved with uh, reporting every cases of children who are being, you know, brought to the mines. So we did face a lot of challenges as an organization uh, where our office was ransacked, 
uh, I mean, there have been a lot of threat calls. And the final was that when uh, I got a threat call where uh, I was traveling down to Gohati and then, um, you know, the car that I was traveling, there was a, what we called it a truck that came to hit, you know, my car. I escaped. My driver died. Uh, of course, um, it's something that went to that situation. So, you know, the threats, uh, the subtle threat, the subtle call, uh, the engagement of different uh, processes to, you know, basically make us keep quiet and not to intervene. The calls that we keep getting and we disagree uh, to actually uh, listen uh, led to that kind of an attack on me. Mufat Khoro, Muft Me If Night Milega. To watch the full unedited interview, you have to subscribe to News Laundry and pay to keep news free. Because when the public pays, the public is served. We depend on you and not on advertisers. So go to www.newslaundry.com slash subscription and subscribe and get all our unedited interviews, our special video shows, comics and everything that's behind the paywall. Remember to subscribe to News Laundry, you pay just about 10 rupees a day. That's less than, well no, a cigarette. And smoking is injurious to health. So subscribe and watch the full interview. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. And subscribe to our YouTube channel.